and we're back it's WC and we're talking shite here in the woman cave and I'm Red and I'm with Morgan and I'm with Callie now girls we're going to talk a lot of shite today of course but I think we're going to get on to things like ghouls and ooh, scary things and I think you two in particular have got some stories on that. Yes. Callie, I'm sure you said yes. you have some. Well, I do, but, but I want to hear Morgan's part. Yeah, well, Morgan. I don't want to talk about ghoulies. I want to talk about ghouls oh. and scary stuff, because when I was at boarding school. But I'd like to set the scene, if that's okay, Red, because I know you're really good with your Spanish talking voice. <laughs> so I would like you to repeat after me. Ooh. This story... Do I have to do it in a really sort of scary voice? Yeah, what a really scary voice. And I want it to have like loads of atmosphere and everything to it. So this story yes. is true and the factual of the events. You know, like they say in these documentaries where this is a true... Unsolved uh, mysteries. An unsolved mystery, yes. Esta historia es la verdad. Pasó. Pasó a Morgan y va a explicar qué pasó. What else did you want me to say? Um, <laughs> it's going to frighten the pants off you. Va a estar muy, muy, muy miedoso. Entonces, si están miedosas, o si son miedosas, debería decir, van a estar así como cagando, cagando de terror. Right, all I can say now in my Yorkshire accent is this is a true <laughs> account of the events that happened. But actually, I'm going to go back to my quiet little posh voice because I actually did go to boarding school <laughs> and I had elocution lessons. So just before I get on the little ghost story, I'm just going to tell you a little rhyme that I used to have to say when I was at school to try and improve my Yorkshire accent as I went into like, oh, hello. It's like, <laughs> my father's car is a Jaguar and the car drives rather fast. Past <laughs> castles, barns and drafty farms, we go charging past. This was wonderful whilst I was at boarding school, but then as soon as I got back home in summer holidays right, yeah, we're right, all what? back to light now then how are you doing are you all right last <laughs> right, anyway well. we'll go back to boarding school i'll just go a little intermediate accent here so i said like it'll be neither broad yorkshire and it won't be like oh hello so anyway when we're at school we decided that we would try and practice some sort of witchcraft and stuff like that so we decided we'd have a go at levitation and this is totally <sighs> true we set up a little group and we went into the old locker room and it was very dark. It was totally like something from Harry Potter or Matilda or whatever. And I actually did feel as if I was a bit like sort of St. Trinian's at boarding school. <laughs> I, I, I embraced the naughtiness. It was like my father was like, just see it. He said, I haven't yeah. got a clue what I'm saying. I can I'm see your socks, actually. Your socks <laughs> just over your knees. Oh, you my I can see goodness. You oh, whatever was going down, I was absolutely Did in Green, yeah, I, I loved it. And one of the great things about when I got older, I'll get back onto the uh, the ghost story in a minute. But when I got a bit older, I realised that we had a, a an army camp just down the road. Oh, oh hello, <laughs> hello boys, hello boys. <laughs> so I've arrived. It was just like something from the Marmite advert. We'd have our heads stuck out of the window at the boarding school in the dormitory. It was like you were really glad when you were on one of the top dorms because you could get a better bird's eye view of them. And it was like. <laughs> Move your body to the beat. And we were like, <laughs> can any of you not do a good whistle? Can you do a wolf whistle? <laughs> oh, nice one. Thank you, nice man. That is very good. How do you say wolf whistle in Spanish? Whistle is. Híjole, se me fue. Oh, no, chiflar. 
Chiflar. Oh. Is to whistle. Chiflar. Ah, very good. <laughs> well, we used to wolf whistle at these uh, guys going past, and that was absolutely wonderful. But when I wasn't chasing the boys in my earlier years at boarding school, I realised I had to do something. So it was like, well, we're going to have a go at the Ouija board. But obviously, we weren't allowed to take anything in. I mean, you had a tuck box with a few packets of crisps and some peanuts, but you weren't allowed to take a Ouija board in your tuck <laughs> box. So it's sort of like, you know, and there was no other way of getting it in because you had to tick everything off. You know, sort of four pairs of gym pants, six pairs of white socks for tennis. One Ouija board. (laughs) One Ouija board. No, that wasn't allowed. So we had to write it, scribble it on bits of paper, you know, all the alphabet and all this, that and the other, and moving the glass around. And the the glasses you had at school were really thick, so they didn't move around very well. And we tried to do it so you didn't cheat. So you 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 just get the scene, don't you? Anyway, so we decided one night we'd do uh, levitation. So we got one of the vulnerable group and we decided we'd choose someone that was quite slim as well and light so she'd be a lot easier to, to lift, lift and levitate. <laughs> so we had the two fingers under the shoulder, each shoulder. We had somebody at the feet, somebody at the top, somebody at each hand and somebody at the hip. And we had to chant round in time sort of like, she looks ill. And then the other one says, she looks ill. And it said, carry on. She looks very ill. Yes, she looks very ill. She looks dead. She is dead. And we kept chanting all this stuff. Until you killed somebody. And we keep looking at each other as if like, I can't believe what we're saying, but nobody dared break the spell. So we went round and round in turn. Anyway, I don't know if it's a figment of my imagination, false memory or whatever, but I honestly believe to this day that we got her, because she had to say after she looks dead, it was like, and she's rising and she's rising. And I honestly believe I got my hand to go right under her body. Really? And I, I know I do like a little bit of exaggeration, <laughs> stuff, but I can honestly say hand on heart, I believe this happened. Really? Um, okay, how much did you have to drink? Nothing, because I was only about 13 or 14 at the time. Well, yeah, well. well. But I have other little uh, ghostly things that have happened in my lifetime. One of my very, very good school friends lived within, I have to be careful of where I say, I don't want to be revealing any identities here, but she lived within uh, the grounds of an old cathedral and uh, her house was one of the gatehouses to the whole estate. And one night we um, heard this noise and she said, I couldn't see anything, I heard the noise and it sounded like a clattering of hooves coming through the back of the fireplace. And I thought it was quite a strange thing. What, mm. what do you think, Callie? Well, I think, I think time warps at, at certain points. It depends where you are on the globe. It depends mm. on on your aura at the time. It depends on how you're aligning with things. But I think time as we think of it in linear terms is not really how it is. Mm. And I think there are windows into other worlds, other dimensions and other time frames. Now I tell you this story and this happened to me about 20 years ago. I was staying in a country mansion somewhere in the south of England and somebody said it was haunted. And I was there with my partner at the time and I didn't really pay much attention to it. But at three o'clock in the morning, my partner, he, he, dig, he dug me in the ribs and he goes, did you hear that? And I said, what? I was still asleep. He goes, yeah. because there was a knock at the door. I said, don't be daft, it's three in the morning. And we heard it again. It was <laughs> Come in! You know, really, really loudly. So, so 
he was absolutely petrified. And he goes, well, you, you go and answer it. So, oh, so I get my dressing gown on, go to the, the door, open the door. And we were in the middle of a very long corridor. So there was literally 20 doors looking to the right, 20 doors looking to the left. And there was no sign of anybody. And I can tell you for one thing for sure, you could not hide anywhere. There was no doorway or little alcove you could dive into. There was nothing. And so this was a little bit disconcerting. But anyway, I went back to bed. But I was on alert. And it happened again. And this time, I was there very quickly. Open the door, nothing. So we closed the door and we went back to bed. And I'm thinking, what on earth is this? And then we had the sound of a creaking door. I'd have been in my element, I tell you. Well, do you know what? I, you I, I thought this, No, I thought, this is interesting. Now, what is it? Because I'm curious, yes, right? Yeah. I'm not scared, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. My ex was petrified. Oh. And he was pushing me forward. And I was quite happy to go investigate. <laughs> yeah. So between us, we checked all the doors. So there was the door to the room. There was a door to the bathroom. There was a door into our bedroom. There was a little lobby. We checked every door. We, we opened it slowly, quickly. No sign of a squeak anywhere. So this was quite curious. So we go back to bed again. And then there was like a wind. And this was in the middle of summer. <laughs> and it came whirling round this room. And we were in this huge four-poster bed. This four-poster bed with these uh, curtains. Yeah. You know, and, and the curtains were flapping like this. And, and, I, and I was watching. Oh, that was flapping, sorry. <laughs> that was flapping. <laughs> digging his fingernails into me he was so petrified and and this this wind whirled around the room and we were on the first floor and we had an old mullioned window you know those stone yeah, framed yeah. windows with the x you know the, yeah, yeah, the lead pane lead panes yeah. yeah and this window was slightly ajar and whatever it was or whoever it was went out through the window and we could hear some two feet landing on the gravel outside as if somebody had jumped out the window oh i would have been so excited i, I tell you I, I i haven't felt anything sort of like what you two have i've never experienced it but i've always wanted to i'd love to go to a haunted house but my hubby would never go anywhere near he's terrified he would have done the same as your mm. partner he would have jumped out the window and he'd have run for his life and left me there to face <laughs> <laughs> to face the ghost or whatever. But I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And I often think if I could be anything other than a human being here on this earth, what would it be? Mm. And I often think, well, ever since that series, you know the vampire series? Um, tr not True Blood. True Blood was one of them. But that one with Kirsten Stewart, is it the, the actress? Uh, Kirsten Dunst? Um, no, 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 no. Is it Vampire Diaries? Vampire Diaries. And ever since that, it was a trilogy, I think, wasn't it? And ever since that, I've thought, I'd love to be a vampire. That is so exciting. They live forever. Their emotions are heightened. So anything they do, they just really feel it a hundred times more oh, than we yes, do. I remember yeah. It now. yeah. They don't have to eat other people. It's not like they need the blood of people. They can get the blood of animals. Not that I want to kill any animals, of course. Are you a vegetarian? No, I'm not. But I would be if I... If 
I, I could be. I well, could if we be. start singers sort of running around in amongst a flock of sheep, I know there's been, I know there's been <laughs> well, a you lot were talking of... talking uh, about, on another podcast, you were talking about, you know, the... Um, were you talking about a chicken or something, or cutting off somebody? Something's... Oh, yeah, that, that's right, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, when I, we had to get the ducks and the geese ready geese, for Christmas, and honestly, chopping the heads off and running around like a headless chicken. Just, honestly, oh. I was like this, I was like this, because I was thinking, anything that comes on the telly and it's got anything to do with especially dogs but anything to do with any animals where even if they're dying a natural death or even if they're dying even if fish you know fish being fished out the sea or the river or wherever and and they leave them there to you know take the last breath before and I'm like no and I can't watch it I'm turning the channels I'm like I'm like with the control going turn the channel turn the channel because I, I can't I bear think, it I think because I grew up on a farm yeah different it's, it's, I've got a whole different view yeah, of mentality you know, life to and death I mean it's all part of the same thing it's isn't the it? circle of <laughs> life um, by the way uh, listeners I am hoping never mind the elocution lessons I'm hoping to go and have some singing lessons <laughs> oh dear god oh I have got the answer for you sorry Callie what were you going to say oh no I was just going to say dear god spare us please please you know I I think you're a lovely girl but I really don't want you singing on the podcast you cannot see me as the next Catherine Jenkins a little bit of opera did you you do it on your own but I'm not listening to you no did you (laughs) I don't blame you I don't want to listen to the song did you two ladies know that you could have a terrible voice mm-hmm. and turn it into a great voice. How? Right. Okay. What? So Singing I was or elocution lessons? No. Right. This is what I didn't know. And I've been told this by people and I thought, I don't believe it. Now, I, can, I sing, but I'm not a good singer at all. So there's no way I'd sing outside the shower, ever. And I don't care who hears me at my own home, but I'm not going to stand up there. I remember singing at my wedding and everybody was going... Shut up. I'd have to have some practice with all my weddings I've had in my time, wouldn't I? But listen to this. I was I was interviewing somebody yesterday and she's from a pop choir. And she's in the local area and she's promoting her pop choir. And she turned around and said to me, You do realise it's a muscle that you use for singing. So just like going to the gym and getting fit, yeah, we're all like showing our muscles at the moment. Or laugh I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of other muscles as well, you know, like... Uh... <laughs> well, yes. your voices. So you yes. can turn your rubbish voice, if that's what mm. you've got, Morgan, and my rubbish voice into good voices. So I'm going to join the choir, girls. You're, you're I'm going to come back and I'm going to sing for you. Tonight, from 8 till 9, I won't tell you where, because I'm just going to surprise you on the next podcast. Oh. From 8 till 9, I'm having my first... It's not a lesson. It's part of a virtual choir. Oh. And I'm going to be, oh, and we're going to sing to a rock song. I think it's oh, R.E.O. Speedwagon. It's really wagon. trendy now is this like rock yeah. pop choir. Yeah, like, yeah, clearly yeah. they're trying to sort of update religion, you know. I mean, gone are the days of singing Gospel, Latin church and, choir. And sort of all know, the Catholic but when you think stuff. about it, you know, we're all in lockdown. We can't mm. all gather together in one place. So it's easier to join a, a virtual group, a group on, yeah. online, isn't mm. it? And uh, what a great way to yeah. meet people and it, you're safe. Aren't yeah. You? You're in your own home. You don't need to, you know, get on a bus or, or, or walk or get in a car. Yeah. And so you can.
can try yeah. out all sorts of things. But oh, the, the, what have you learned though, during? I've been I've been doing all sorts of online courses. Have yeah. you girls been doing oh my it? God. I've, done, I've, I've done. got so techy. I would just actually like to say that in our little podcast group, I have plugged in the USB into the back of the computer. I know she was brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. You didn't even know there was a USB in the back of no. your computer before. Well, she this. does now. Yes, she does We've now. got a microphone that looks like a cornetto. Well, it looks a bit more. I do want to look it. I do want to look it. It's lovely. I tell you what, I'm I'm not promoting. Or just stroke it there. Just stroke it. This microphone, but I am saying that it's the Yeti Blue USB adaptable one, and you can on Amazon, eBay, and and I've actually gone to order myself one. But it's clearly very popular, and we know what we're talking into because it's sold out. Oh yeah, and it's very very sexy microphone, and it's surrounded by biscuits, sweets. Wine, beer, I know, chocolates. I tell you what, we are sacrificing champagne. our health here to bring you this podcast. If we get that, yes. it's the listeners' fault. It and is. I may have chatted about spirits when I was younger, but I would like to say that we have had a couple of spirits around the table <laughs> in the form of pink champagne. <laughs> Not those other spirits. <laughs> <laughs> help the cause eh? yes it does and you know I just want to just delve back into this sort of uh, ghouly ghosty sort of going on Uh, somebody that I know very well uh, works at one of the uh, hospitals locally and did you know that the nurses have a great respect for your spirit and your ghosts when somebody dies in hospital they open the windows and they let the spirit out and Uh, I had a a really, really old friend who was in his 90s and he didn't have any dementia or anything and he was in hospital and I went to visit him one day and he said to me, uh, he said, Morgan, he said, the person over the opposite side to me in that bed, he said, I'm convinced that at three o'clock yesterday afternoon, I saw this like aura of them <gasps> rise up oh, and really? vanish through the ceiling. And this this little old gentleman that I can only describe him as being like a five foot four David Niven. Aww. He was gorgeous. He was so beautifully spoken, but he was so down to earth and he wouldn't make things up. And he was totally compassmentous when he said this. Anyway, I was quite intrigued. And he said to me, he said at about ten past quarter past three. So he said he'd seen this happening at three o'clock in the afternoon and he said at about 10 past quarter past three a couple of nurses came in put the curtains round the bed and said oh we're just taking Mr Brown Mr Smith or whatever it was off to go and have a test done anyway he said he never came back to the room Mm. so I made some inquiries with one of my nursing friends and they looked into it anyway apparently at 3pm on the dot Mr Brown, Mr Smith whoever it was in the bed had died and my little old gentleman friend we'll call him David Niven had seen his soul or his aura or whatever leave his body and when I spoke to my nursing friend they said yep this is absolutely true and only a week ago one of them saw a chap in a military outfit stood at the end of one of the wards and they waved the hand and walked off. So weird, you know, because people say this all the time. They say, um, you know, people have come back who've died um, or 
not officially died, but they've sort of stopped breathing, become a near-death experience. They've sort of floated above themselves Mm. and then felt very secure, very nice, and then suddenly somebody doing CPR on them have brought them back in the room and they wake up and think, oh, bloody hell, Um, back here again. Um, I've often thought, if I actually died, though, and went up and I'm you're hoping you're going to mm-hmm. heaven right rather than anywhere else you're hoping there is a heaven even if you're not religious you're hoping you're going to meet with your your parents if they've died or people who you've lost or your dogs or whoever they are you're hoping you're going to meet with them but if you had a chance because a lot of people think about coming back you know there's life after death if you had a chance to come back what would you come back as have you ever thought about that? I haven't. But there was a really oh, yeah. interesting uh, programme on Netflix called The Happy Place. And that was all about if you'd been good in your lifetime, then you could come Oh, I back. love it. Did love you see it. Did you see The Happy Place? Love it. But I actually... I'm still watching it. I'm still getting no, through it's, it. It's still good. getting through it. I actually definitely had an out-of-body experience. Do you want to hear about this today? Oh, or do you want to save on. it for another day? <laughs> well... I was staying at my friend's house that was in the the gatehouse that was part of this cathedral uh, place that we're obviously not naming places and people because we're keeping our talking shite anonymous. But anyway, uh, I stayed at my friend's house, the one where we'd heard the horse's hooves clattering through the back of the Inglenook fireplace. And she, came, I was in the spare room and I stayed over at her house. She came into the bedroom in the morning and I was... To her, laid in bed, fast asleep, and she opened the door. She had a little dressing gown on. We were both about sixteen at the time, and she went, um, "Morgan, do you want a cup of tea?" And then she went, "Oh, I see you're asleep." Anyway, so she wrapped her dressing gown around her, and I actually could see her. I was out of my body. I could see her stood in the doorway, holding the doorknob. And she then said, oh, I'll go back downstairs. But before she went back downstairs, she picked a tissue out of her dressing gown pocket, wiped her nose, tied tied up the little uh, belt on her dressing gown and off she went. So I had to do this like, it was really weird, like pulling yourself back into your body. And the only way I can describe it is a bit like if you're in the middle of a bad dream and you know you're having a bad dream and you have to force yourself to wake up. Mm. It was, have you ever had that read? I've never you know what I have had though when I've been in a in a bad dream well I think I've been in a bad dream I've not been able to breathe yeah oh that's awful you had it's that? horrible Were it's you? really and horrible. I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm usually led on my back so I'm never on my front or I'm never on the side I'm on my back because my hubby tells me he says I can hear you you're making noises and you're, and you're jittery and I start to in in my dream I can't breathe and I'm trying to will myself to breathe, and I'm going, breathe, 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 breathe. And it's suddenly I go, worried, isn't it? <gasps> and that's, I think, what my hubby hears me going, you know, struggling because I actually have stopped breathing and I'm trying wow. to breathe. And, that, and I actually wake up because yeah. because it's so intense because I need to breathe and then I just go back to sleep again. <laughs> is that, <laughs> I remember is it. that a sleep wow. apnea? Sleep yeah. apnea, is isn't it? Yeah, I don't snort. There's another thing though, what they call it, sleep, it's like freezing in your sleep. It's but, awful. But anyway, just to finish my little story off, I went, pulled myself back into myself when I had this out of body experience, went downstairs, said to my friend, I said, oh, I saw you when you came into the room and she said you couldn't have done you were fast asleep and uh, I said honestly I saw you and she said prove it so I told her exactly what she was doing and she went oh yeah actually 
I was. I did retie my dressing gown. Mm-hmm. I did put a tissue back into my dressing gown pocket. So how do you explain these things that are unexplained? Oh, There's know. so many. I tell you, a couple of years ago, I was, I was asleep uh, in my in my house. I was on, on my own actually. There was nobody else in the house. And you know, early morning when the the sun comes through mm, the curtains, yeah. and you you you're just about ready to wake up, mm. but you're not awake. Mm. Yes. And all of a sudden, I felt somebody there with me. Mm. And it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Nasty. Was it comforting? It was beautiful. It was. Yeah. Like, it was like um, the person oh. who who I want to be there yeah. is here. Yeah. Um. Um, but when I woke up, I was confused. It was like, uh, you know, what's happening? I, did somebody stay the night last night? You know, I, I can't remember. And I, and I sat bolt <laughs> up right. speaking. Oh, hello, I think we've got another story going <laughs> here, Kelly. No, I know. And I looked down, and of course the bed was empty. And uh, you were disappointed. I, I well, I was because, <laughs> because I felt I felt it was somebody very special. Um, but it was just really odd. But is there somebody who's still alive that was there with you, comforting you, or no? It was a it was spirit. Somebody, so it was it's somebody, definitely somebody who's passed away. No, no, oh. it was somebody's soul. Somebody's mm. right. So you can't even say who it was. You can't no, even give them a, a no name, idea. like a partner or something. But I know it was somebody that <gasps> I am meant to meet at some point. Really? Yes. Have that you ever been to those um, spiritualist churches where they? No. Oh, I I went to one and it's sort of like we're going to contact somebody and everybody sits there waiting. But I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't buy if, into that. You I know? don't know if it's rigged. It's or, all a conscious. I don't. Really. I think a lot's in your conscious. So just what exactly what you've said there happened to my mum. But when my dad passed away, it was literally about six months after my mum fell. My mum isn't into any of this and doesn't believe any of it. She's very factual or nothing. And she actually turned around and said, it was it was dad that was behind me, just mm. giving me a cuddle, mm. like a reassuring. And I just felt completely reassured, very comforted. Mm. And he'd already passed away six months earlier and she felt like he, she was there. And that was lovely for my mum. She said it was the most beautiful. She said, I didn't want to move. Oh, and that's what she said. She said it was on Valentine's Day. She said it was on the first Valentine's Day after he'd passed. Wow. And she Amazing. said, and he was there, as if he was just coming back to say, you, you're, mm. you're doing all right. But you know... You've given me goosebumps for saying that. You know, with all the technology and science now, we've just about proved everything. Mm. So how Anything can happen now. We can't get you know, a computer I, or some I disagree, science. I disagree with you. I, Do you? I, yeah. I think we've only just begun I think there is so much out there that we have no idea of and we don't know how it works all because all we all we can go on is is what we can prove Mm. do you ever wonder if there's other human beings on in the universe because I do of course, there, how well, we be the there only are ones? beings. There are beings, beings, yeah. beings everywhere. But there can't be any more human beings on well, another planet. Who knows? Because which one is it that has gas and air and everything that we need to survive? Uh, that, is that is the is men it? on Venus? Men are from. Uh, oh, do, you, do you know? The, the, <laughs> men are from, from Venus. Mars. Yeah. So women from but Venus. But you know, there's a statistic mm. that says the likelihood of our planet being reproduced in our universe. Yeah. Is something like eight hundred billion. 
Yeah, so there yeah, are yeah, there are yeah. there's a possibility eight hundred billion planets is. like ours existing. We just haven't found them yet. So what do you make of this COVID thing then? Do you think this is some way of sorting out the uh, population, or sort of like, look, you've you've overpopulated, or is this a bit of a uh, well, you know, I, are we going a bit? So. You, you know, it's sort of cutting just... off. <laughs> well, you, you look throughout history, and it's always happened, doesn't it? Yeah, nineteen eighteen, yes. the Spanish flu. The Spanish yeah, flu the, the, was the, way the, back then in the mm. day, and that killed a lot more people. The Can plague. you talk about the Spanish flu in Spanish, please? So the Spanish flu was a terrible well, epidemic. I don't know enough about it. All I know that is at the beginning of the twentieth century, or way back early twentieth century, it killed an awful lot of people, an awful lot more people. But we don't know how far this is going to go. It so, apparently a, a fifth of the population. Yeah. 50 million people yeah. killed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. Covid's got nothing on that. So, are we interfering with, oh, like, God. the circle of life that we have too many humans on the planet? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we've talked about how that, you know, people saying we've had one of the nicest summers. Is that down to anything? Because we're not using as much petrol, our yeah. global could footprint. Be, could be. People are saying that they're hearing birds nesting in the trees is this right or is it just that actually because we're in lockdown we're not doing the right lot we're sat out there saying oh have you heard that bird cheeping in that tree and it's been carrying on all all the last few years but we just haven't heard it but that's to do with us not living in the present that's to do with us thinking about what we need to do that day or what we're still peed off about from the past. We never, ever sit there and think what's going on right now in this moment. And we're all into meditation, I think, aren't we? I don't know if we've all... I am. And it's not like I do it every day, but I'm really conscious that I'm not thinking in the present right now. When I walk my dogs, I start looking around the countryside and seeing what can I see, using the senses. What can I see? What can I hear? Uh, yeah, tra- there's a bit of traffic there. Get that. Stop, stop, <laughs> yeah. the, stop the traffic. I can hear the birds. <laughs> I can hear my dogs pooing. So it's all very much, you know, it's all very much... I think we haven't we need got enough time for this, have we? Present. The mindfulness. We've got you... massive amounts to talk about. But you know what, guys? We're coming up to the 30 minutes, so it's all over for us today. Bye-bye. But we're right back here next week with Talking Shite. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can email us at wctalkingshite at email.com. Email? At gmail.com even. <laughs> <laughs> or you can Facebook us. So just uh, just put in the search engine for Facebook, WC Talking Shite, and you'll find us right there. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Talking Shite. Callie, Morgan, anything to say for the end? Bye. Bye. That's it. Time's up. Bye.